six water pots of stone according to the manner of purification of the Jews, containing 20 or 30 gallons apiece. And Jesus said to them, fill the water pot with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, draw some out now and take it to the master of the feast. And they took it. And when the master of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine, he did not know where it came from. But the servant who had drawn the water knew. And the master called to the bridegroom and said to him, Every man at the beginning sets out the good wine and the guest. And when the guests are well drunk, then the inferior. But you have kept the good wine until now. This beginning of signs Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested his glory and his disciples believed in him. Here ends the reading of his holy word. Whatever he tells you to do, just do it. Do exactly what he tells you to do. And if we are going to look at the pretext of the context of the text, we will see that hitherto Jesus had not performed any miracles. He hadn't started his ministry. He had just about gathered his, uh, his cohorts, his, his, his people that he's going to work with, his disciples together, and there happened to be a wedding. And Jesus went. The mother of Jesus went. I'm sure the brothers of Jesus went. And everybody was there. And um, Jesus was minding his own business. And I don't know the type of woman Mary was, but I can imagine Mary, Mother Mary must have been a certain type of woman that we have. That is a bit nosy. Because the wedding was not her concern. She was just a guest at the wedding. But somehow, she noticed that there was commotion somewhere. The people who had organized the wedding, you know, the people were dancing, people were happy and everything. But somehow, you know, when you run out of food or you run out of water or drink, whilst the, the party is now at the height of it, sometimes there's a certain tension that happens. I may know what I'm talking about. There's a certain tension and a certain run around. You see that people are moving and trying to be busy themselves, trying to move about. And it's like something is amiss. For majority of the people, they may not even have noticed. Because they are busy dancing, busy happy. But the type of woman Mother Mary was, she must have noticed. You know those type of meddling mothers. So what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? And then realize that they were out of wine. And Mary said to the servants, he said to the disciples, he said to the disciples, I need to speak to your boss. And then the boss, Jesus, and um, Mary said, they are out of wine. And Jesus said, woman. He didn't say mother. Woman. It means that she, he was trying to say that you are a gossip. You are too known. This thing doesn't concern you. It has nothing to do with you. Why are you trying to rope me into this problem? It's not every problem you should put me into. But somehow, as Jesus was telling Mother Mary, why are you, this is not my, my, my problem. Plus, it is not my time. And then he, she walks away from him and goes to the servants and says to the servants, whatever he tells you to do, just do it. Just do it. Now, something, Mary must have noticed something about his son that made Mary go to the son and say to the son, that they are run out of water and they need a miracle. They need something that can be done only by you, not by James, not by John, not by the other brothers. But he went to, to the son, Jesus, and said to Jesus, they are out of wine. Now there's a scripture that 
surrounds the birth of Jesus. In Luke chapter 2 verse 19, the Bible says that, and Mary kept all these things in her heart, which means that Mary was very, very observant. Mary had seen something about this Jesus that was not on other children. Mary had seen something about his her son, Jesus, that was not on the other children. Have you noticed something about your pastor? Have you noticed something that he has said that has come to pass? Have you not, are, you, are you keeping some things in your heart? Have you noticed that there is something about your pastor that is not on any ordinary person? If you are not observant, you will miss out. Because hitherto Jesus hadn't started his ministry. So he couldn't say that he was a miracle worker. He hadn't worked any miracle. Yet still, Mary was able to pull out a miracle from somebody who doesn't have any miracle. Are you able to pull out a miracle from your pastor? See, for a miracle to occur, there must be two types of faith. The faith of the the sender and the faith of the recipient. If the sender sends faith and the recipient doesn't receive with faith, it doesn't work. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. See, I'm using a transmitter. This is a transmitter. At the back, there's a receiver. If the transmitter is working and the receiver is not working, there will be no sound. Now, we all know that the both of them are working. But if I put this... It doesn't work. I, I, you understand what I'm saying? Because you need both. And Jesus was a reluctant transmitter. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. He didn't want to transmit anything. And yet, the receiver, Mother Mary, was able to pull out a, a miracle. Just like the woman with the issue of blood. She was a recipient that was able to pull out a miracle from the transmitter. Because she knew. So when she heard that Jesus was passing, she said to herself, if only I can but touch the hem of his garments, I know that I'll be made whole. Hallelujah. Today, we struggle to receive the miracle that will establish us, the miracle that will stabilize us, the miracle that will make us prosper from the men that God sends to us because it's very difficult for us to receive from them. And so, we, sh- we don't see the blessing of the Lord because the, recipient, the receiver is dead. We come to church all right, we hear sermons all right, but we don't have any faith in the pastor. I need a place that's going to go quiet. <laughs> I need a place that's going to go quiet. So I came. And today I promised myself I was going to behave like Pastor Glau. They're going to stand right here. Because somebody said, I like it when Pastor Glau is preaching because I can focus. <laughs> when Reverend is preaching, he's all over the place. I can't, I can't keep eyes on taps on, his, on him. Anyways, hallelujah. How many want to receive from the the pastor God has sent you? You know, the pastor that God has sent you is a pastor from God. It's a present from God. It's a gift of God. And a gift given has two ways it can go. It can be received or it can be rejected. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. If I gave you a gift, you can either receive it and be very happy with it or receive it and put it away. How many fathers are here? You know, Father Day's Day gifts. They give you a pair of socks, woolly socks. When we are in summer, you give me woolly socks. What am I supposed to do? You just put it somewhere. It's a gift. You take, you take it 
but you don't use it. They give you boxer shorts. What am I supposed to do with this? Hmm? It's either socks, boxer shorts, or they go and make a key holder. Already my keys are too bulky. You are coming to add some load to my keys. Or they give you a mug. <laughs> or a card. <laughs> Fathers, we suffer. <laughs> anyway, let's go on. <laughs> let's go on. Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 15. Jeremiah three fifteen and 16 says that I will give you pastors. In the, in the King James, it says, I will give you pastors according to my heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. So pastors are not imposed, but they are given. If it's a gift, then it has to be given. If it's not a gift, then it, can, it, it comes in other ways. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. If it's only a gift, then it has to be given by God. Amen. It's a present from God. God gives pastors and the scriptures are according to his heart. Which means that the pastors are tailor-made. I don't know whether you got that. I'll try it again. Pastors are tailor-made. I don't like this pastor because he's so strong. He's so stern. He's always shouting at us. Because he knows you are stubborn. That's why he's giving you a stern pastor to knock your head. You don't like what I'm saying. So don't say that my pastor is too grab grab. I'm going to look for a smooth one. No, no, no. You are stubborn. That's why he's giving you a grab grab person. You have exactly what you need. Not the ones you want. How many didn't like the mother or the father you had? Give me a wave. Oh, be honest. We are in church. Or your parents are, if your parents are here, don't raise your hand. Me, I like the father I got. Because, but for the father I had, I won't be standing here. I mean, my father, when he calls you, you don't stand in his face. You give him like one, a yard, because a, a slab can come from anywhere. Because <laughs> you don't even know what you have done wrong. And you don't really know whether you've done something wrong. But when he calls you, and a certain, the, 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 the different versions of your name, when they call you in a certain version, you know that mm, this is not good. When they call you a certain version of your name, you know that it's only it's something nice. But when they call a certain, you just, <laughs> you put your hand behind your back and you stand at an arm's length. So when he's coming, you're going back. <laughs> Before you try and work out, what you have done wrong. Hallelujah. Because God knew the type of person his children were. So he needed the type of father. God is not an accident. Have you not realized that there are some fathers, they don't say anything. They just sit there. They use their eyebrow. But that eyebrow works. You won't get three words out of my father. And the conversation is, yes, no, I don't know. I will give you pastors according to my heart. So please stop comparing pastors to pastors. The one you have been given is God's heart's present for you because of who you are. Ah, I don't think you got it. The person you, you are is the person that has been tailor-made to look after you. Hallelujah. The person you are, is exactly in, in John 21, Jesus talking to Peter said, John, lovest thou me? He said, yeah, Lord. Uh, Peter, lovest thou me? He said, yeah, Lord, you know I love you. And he said, feed my 
lambs. Again, he said to him, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know I love you. Say, feed my sheep. Then he came the third time. And he said, do you love me? Say, yeah, Lord, you know everything. And Peter was grieved. But you see, feed my lamb, feed my lamb, feed my sheep. They are not the same feed my lamb. Do you love me? Tend them. Advise them. Tell them how to live. Do you love me? Instruct them. Do you love them? Do you love me? Reprove them. All is love. The modern day charismatic Christian, we love the pastor when he blesses. When he tells us off, we get angry with him. How dare you tell me off? And, and I, I as a pastor, I've, I, I, I've noticed, I've been doing this work for a while. I've been doing this work almost 25 years, so I know a thing or two. There are some people, I don't reprove them. I don't rebuke them. I don't say anything bad to them. Because the Bible says that you prove a scorner and they will hate you. If you know the person is a scorner, you leave them alone. They'll go, ah, and they hit, boom, ah, then blood. They say, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> that is how you live with such people. There are some people who say, don't go there. Stop running. You're going to hurt yourself. Knowing very well that they will stop. There are some people, don't bother saying stop running. Let them hurt themselves. Get, as they are running, get a bandage. <laughs> get the <laughs> first aid kit. <laughs> Iodine and uh, all those things. You get them ready. Because you know they are going to hurt themselves. Because they will never stop until they hurt themselves. I don't know what the type of Christian you are. But as a, as a pastor, it's not everybody I talk to. When you can say powerful, because I know you are a scorner. You despise wise counsel, so I won't bother. Hello? Oh, the room is gone quiet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't mean I'm wicked. It doesn't mean I'm mean. It just preserves me. You see, a, a strong... <laughs> A strong fighter is a fighter who doesn't lose. He's always winning. What it means is that they pick and choose the fight they fight. So this is the world undisputed heavyweight champion. It's not the whole world people that he's fought. He's only fought about 15, 20 people, which he selected. That's what makes him the heavyweight champion. In the same way, a powerful pastor, you pick and choose your battles. You didn't hear what I said. <laughs> you didn't hear what I said. Because it's not everybody who will receive you. It's not everybody. In Matthew 23, 37, Jesus said this. Bible says that and Jesus, when Jesus walked towards Jerusalem, he said, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophets and stone those that are sent to them. How I would have wanted to gather you together like a hen gathers its chicken under her wings, but you will not. Henceforth, you will not see me unless you say, blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. What Jesus was saying is that I am the one that gave you the prophets. When you receive the prophets, you receive me. When you reject the prophets, you reject me. When you receive the prophet, 
the prophet is able to gather you as a hen gathers the chicks under her wings. How many know that the safest place to be for the chicken is to be under the wings of the hen? Ah, don't say that this hen hasn't got too, ma- too much wings. This hen's wings are not broad enough. So I want the wing that is uh, in that, that hen, uh, what do you call it, uh, at the other side. By the time you're moving from here to go, there, the crow would have gotten you. Today, we pick and choose our pastors. When he's our friend, then he's our pastor. When he's the one that's always saying nice things over us and supporting us. When you have an argument with your husband, he supports you. When you have an argument with a, a colleague, he supports you. He's always like a cheerleader. Then that one, is like, I want that one as my pastor. So you have some people who are in Leeds. Their pastors are in India. Because that pastor will never say no. Say, my pastor is Maurice Ayilo, but Maurice Ayilo, you haven't sat with him before. He will never say, stop it, sit down. You see, until I can say, stop it, sit down, I'm not your pastor. I'm a teacher. And I know, a room like this, the people that I am, I pastor are very few. Because a lot of people, when I say stop it, sit down, you won't sit down. You give me 30 reasons why sitting down is not right. And why you know better than I do. No matter how short the wings of the hen is, it is still able to protect the chicken, the little chicks. Because God has destined the security of that chick to be underneath the wings of that hen. I don't know whether you got what I said. So, when the crow, crow or the hawk is, is, is circling in the air and is looking for a chick, he just spreads and you see the little chick and calls out and they come. Do you come when a pastor calls out? Uh, the place is going quiet. The place is going quiet. But, you know, I don't. John chapter 10. I'm going to show you the relationship you must have with your pastor. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up other way, the same as a thief and a robber. A lot of people operate with rubber, thief, thieving pastors because they come from the side. You have a pastor, but you don't like the way he talks to you. You don't like the, his counsel. So you have a pastor friend. And then as for that one, they always agree with you. So that's the one you go. He's a thief because he's coming from the window. How many have uncles? Growing up, uncles and aunties, now always buy sweeties. The ones who give you sweeties and buy, uh, chocolate and buys you and gives you money when they come. It's like, hello, then they give you, they give you, they give you like some 10, 10 pounds or 20 pounds and then they go. Or they come, sir, how many wants ice cream? Hey, then you jump into the car, then he drives all the way, goes by. I used to be that type of uncle. I go to my my sister's place, and I collect all the children. Sometimes they come for weekends with me. At the time, I was a single man. I don't cook. I don't do anything. So when they come, there's no curfew. They can watch TV from the time Friday when they come to my, my flat till Sunday afternoon when they're about to go. See them. They'll be st- sitting there watching Teletubbies and dozing off. And it's like, <laughs> because I'm also in my room doing something. And I'll go and buy McDonald's and ice cream and give it to them to eat. So when they hear that Uncle Chris is coming, they're all excited and whatever mommy says it doesn't matter because their favorite uncle is. But how many know that if they had continued with me, they would have, <laughs> it wouldn't have been well with them. 
something bad would have happened to them. Hallelujah. When I had my own children, I didn't treat them like I treated my nephews and nieces. No, no McDonald's. No ice cream. When it's nine, eight o'clock, go to bed. The same person. So the person who sort of, sort of supports the things that you are doing is a thief. He's not a legitimate father. So he, he allows certain things that he shouldn't allow. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. He allows some things to flow. He, he, he sees the wrong you are doing and doesn't say anything. Because he is not a shepherd. But he who enters the door is the shepherd of the sheep. Read on quickly. Move on. To him the doorkeeper opens and the shepherd hears the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Now I call my children. I say, sit down. They sit down. But my nephews and nieces, I won't tell them to sit down. When they come, you hear the noise. Hey, they open the door. Hey, freedom. They will be jumping on my settee, jumping on the bed. Anything they can't do at home, they are allowed to do in my flat. And then I'll put the music on. Loud. Then you see them popcorn. They'll be throwing popcorn in the air. And it was okay. Because me, I didn't have any rules. And neither did they. <laughs> we're all happy. Well, I said, we tidy up time. Then we all try to tidy up. We'll do something. It's not, yeah, it's okay. Hallelujah. But a father says, sit down, you sit down. Do this. Go and do your homework. You do it. So the shepherd he gives are the ones whose voices are commanding. They are sort of bullying. Telling you to do some things you don't want to do. I mean, understand what I'm saying? Read on. When he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them. And the sheep follow for they know his voice. I say we are going to work in tidying the whole room up. They don't say that we don't feel like tidying. When I say we are going to church, they don't say I don't feel like going to church. No. So long as I'm the shepherd and I'm moving, when I say we are going somewhere, what happens? We are going. There's no discussion. When I say we are fasting, if I am the shepherd and I say we are fasting, what do we do? There's no democracy here. I say there is no what? No, there's no democracy here. I say we want to support labor. We want to support it. Stop doing that, those type of things. That thing makes you not a sheep, but a goat. Because uh, goats are not like sheep. You will never see 100 goats being led by a shepherd and they are all walking in line. No, 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 no. You will see that. You will see one, the, some will start fighting. Others will try and fight the shepherd. They will try and hit the shepherd. Others will try. Will, will, no, no, we have seen in the valley, there's a nice side to enter the valley. Some will climb, some will go and fall in a ditch. Because that's how goats behave. But if you're a sheep, you must have a shepherd. And you must be led by the shepherd. It's not that you don't have any mind. It's not that you can't think. But there must be somebody who can tell you that pass here. And you pass. Do this and you do. Hallelujah. Or oh, I say hallelujah. Amen. How many have done something? At the time when you're doing it, you thought that was the best thing to do. Only to realize a few months later, a few years later, that that was the worst decision you took. Has it happened to you? Give me a wave if it's happened to you. If it's happened to you before, then can I submit to you that it can happen again? That is why I don't care how old you are. You must have somebody who can speak into your life. 
Somebody who can counsel you. Bible says that in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Hallelujah. If you want safety, you must have a voice that can tell you, sit down and you sit down. I'm a pastor. I have a lot of pastors under me. But I also have a pastor. When my pastor tells me to sit down, I sit down. I don't tell him, hey, Jack, me too, I'm a bishop. Me too, I have several churches. I have several pastors. And then start throwing your weight up. But no, 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 no. No, no. Sit down. You sit down. Because I've learned by experience that even in your best possible mind, you take a decision, but that decision will be the worst decision anybody ever took. It can happen to all of us. Hallelujah. Oh, am I speaking to somebody? Yet they will not by, they will by no means follow a stranger's voice, but will flee from him for they do not know the voice of strangers. A real sheep doesn't know strangers' voice. Doesn't entertain strangers' voice. There are so many strangers in this our uh, last days, in these modern days. Strange pastors, strange prophets that are prophesying. If you wait in the foyer for a little while, somebody will prophesy to you right now. I remember I was here one of, one of the Sundays. We have finished church. Not knowing one of the first time visitors was a prophet from another country who has come and is trying to start a church. And he's coming in to look for, to, to do fishing in somebody's pond. So after church in the foyer, he started to prophesy on people. He didn't know that he was in the wrong place. And I was in the office. Within three seconds, the word has come to the office that there's a prophet who is prophesying over the church members. I said, bring him. So I brought him in. I said, are you a prophet? He said, oh yeah. They started giving me his, his CV. The number of dead people he has raised. <laughs> the number of cripples who have worked. The, the, I, I'm not telling you a story. It happened here. I said, hey, I said, oh, wow. As you're saying, I said, wow. He thought he had got me. I said, ah. And he was working with the bishop. The bishop was jealous of his, of his anointing and his power. And so the bishop, you know, had some, so he decided to leave and he left the country and now he has come. I said, oh, well done. Powerful. And I said to him that, me too. I am a very anointed prophet though. <laughs> I said, when I came to this land and I believed that I am a great prophet, you know what I did? I went to the train station, the city center, and I clapped my hands and I said, hey, I am a great, great uh, uh, prophet. You have come from South Africa. All of you come. So the people you see, I went to the train station and I told them I'm anointed and they followed me. If you say you are anointed, go to the train station and go and... He was looking at me. I said, yes. I said, listen, I have been a prophet in Birmingham, a prophet in Paris, a prophet in Johannesburg, and now I'm a prophet here. How many places have you been a prophet in? Leave quickly before something bad happens to you. And if I see you talking to anybody again in my church, the next two weeks, I heard that it was another church. When I heard that this guy was there, I put my hand on my head. And the guy is my friend. I wish I could tell my friend that this Hello? Do something about this mic. I don't like it. It's too bassy. I, I, said, I said to the guy, this guy, watch him. So, oh, no, no, he's powerful. He's a, he's a powerful prophet. He's a, he's, so he made him assistant. 
this is my friend. I couldn't say anything. Before I knew it, he had split the church into two and taken his portion. The next time we heard was in Bradford, in another church. Before we knew it, he had left Bradford. He was somewhere back to Leeds in Hare Hills. And now he has disappeared from the city. I don't know where he is now. He was chased out of the town. So there are a lot of strange voices. And guess what? These prophecies are very, very correct. The prophecy the guy gives is ditto, ditto. But if you follow the person's prophecy, you are going straight to hell. They are strange voices. Hallelujah. Listen to have a pastor. Your pastor may not be the best person, the best uh, pastor in the world. How many know that your father is not the best man in the world? But he's the best father for you. How many know that? He may not be the best man. He may not have gone to university. He may not have had the best job. But guess what? He's the best father. He's the best parent for you. Hallelujah. So whatever he tells you to do, just do it. T- take, my, take my voice from the subs. Prince, take my voice from the sub. Amen. Or oh, I said amen. Is your pastor or your prophet, you see, and I like the fact that he's using prophet instead of pastor. Because a prophet has a certain voice that you must listen. The widow of Zarephtha had a prophet's voice. And he said, go and make me bread. And after you and your son eat. And this jar of oil will not run out. Guess what happens? It never ran out according to the prophet's voice. Jesus said, I'm sending you prophets. If you receive the prophet, you have received me. And if you, let's go back to that scripture we're looking at. Matthew 23. He who receives me, receives you, receives me. And he who rejects you, rejects me. 37, 37 to the bottom, to the last one. Go on, we've talked about this. Go on. For I say to you, you shall see me no more till you say, I bless God for sending this pastor into my life. Until you will never see God in a certain way. You will never receive a certain miracle until the day you bless God for sending this person to you. Hallelujah. For you shall see me no more till you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. That means that you, you, you thank God for your pastor. To, be, to, to bless God for the person means that any word he says, you do. I know this has been abused. I know we've had some crazy type of pastors and crazy prophets who have abused. So these days, we have become in a certain way. How many know? How many know? I'm still not happy with my sound at all. How many know that? Our natural inclination is to disobey the pastor God has sent us. Give me a wave if you know that. Our natural natural leaning is to see something wrong about the man he has sent us. And to criticize him. And how many know that once you say something negative about a person, anything he says doesn't make sense to you. That's why you must be careful who you allow to speak to you, especially about your pastor. I'm saying some wild things, but I don't think you're hearing me. Please, please do something with this microphone for me. I beg you. Hallelujah. There's a scripture I want you to look at quickly. 
I'll come to this one. Let me show you a scripture. In Matthew 10, he says, He who receives you, this is Jesus speaking. He says, He who receives you receives me. And he who receives me receives him who sent me. He who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet receives what? A prophet's reward. He who receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man receives a righteous man's reward. Whoever gives to one of these little ones only a cup of cold water in the name of a disciple, assuredly I say to you, he shall by no means lose his reward. Hallelujah. If you receive a prophet, you receive God himself. If you receive the voice of the man of God that he sent to you, God himself is the one you have received. Because Jesus said that he who receives the one that I have sent, receives me. And he who receives me, receives the God that sent me. Hallelujah. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yeah. It's it's a very difficult sermon I'm preaching. Because for a pastor to preach that, believe me, it's like you are an egocentric or something. Isn't that right? But I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you to receive a certain grace from God that only comes through the pastor. How many know that God works in, con- in collaboration with us? The Bible says that we are co-laborers together with God. God has set his soul so that he works in tandem with his prophets, his pastors. So if he has given you a man of God, there's a certain gift that God can never give you, but through him. I don't know whether you understood what I said. I don't care where you go. You can go to every program under the sun. Every weekend you can go. There's a conference here you are going. There's a crusade here you are going. There's a miracle service here you are going. You are going, going. But you will never get that miracle. Because that miracle is directed to the one who has been sent to you. So unless you receive that person, you will never. Hallelujah. We had a couple in our church. And the lady couldn't have a baby. They had been married for a long time. And the lady was kept going for different, uh, what do you call it? Those things, IVF, and if it's pause again, <laughs> IVF and all those type of things, and it wasn't working. And one day, they came to see me. The church I just started, we were not, not a lot of people, and we're talking. And then I said to her, sister, you're going to have a child before the end of this year. Like joke, we said it and then we laughed. And we laughed. They had been married for more than 10 years. I just said it. It was like we're leaving. We are leaving. And I said it and then we walked. If you know me very well, that's how I prophesy. It's like we are chatting and I say something, that's it. If you are very observant, like Mary, whatever he says, even in joke. They had gone for every conference. They had gone for every man of God to lay hands. It was a casual conversation. They had that baby, and until now, they haven't had any other baby. Only had one child, one girl. It was a casual conversation. Casual conversation. That was it. By the end of this year, you have a child. Hallelujah. Pastor, pray. I'm going for an interview. There are some people I say, be blessed, you get a job. (laughs) Pastor didn't pray for me. He wants me to spit in your face and in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Pastor has prayed. The spirit is working. Nah. He who receives 
a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. Hallelujah. A prophet's reward is the reward of the, 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 the baby that the word produces. A prophet is the one who says something to you and doesn't fall to the ground. It's not the one who comes with a title prophet. That is a prophet. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. When he says to you, this and it happens, that's a prophet right there. Not the one that comes to say, uh, I saw mangoes, mangoes falling all over you. <laughs> the green ones start for money. <laughs> no, no. Uh, how many understand what I'm saying? No. Make sure you receive your pastor's voice. And your pastor must not be your friend. A lot of us, we befriend our pastors and familiarity sets in and then we cannot receive from him again. And when he comes, I'll befriend you and we joke. I know what I carry. I don't need validation from you. I've seen, it, I've seen so many things to confirm to me the grace that God has given me. So I don't need validation from you or anybody to prove to me what God has given to me. Are you with me? But for you, you must make it a point that you believe so that you can also receive the reward that comes. There's a scripture that says that we have treasure in earthen vessels. Amen. God has made it such a way that we have treasure in what? Earthen vessels so that 2 Corinthians 4, 7. But we have treasure, we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of power may be of God and not of us. Hallelujah. God has put our treasure in an earthen vessel. How many know earthen vessel is made out of earth? Earthen vessel is made out of dust. Is made out of debt. Earthen vessel is made in a way that is fragile. You can easily break it. But God has deposited treasure for you and I in earthen vessels. So that the excellency of power may be of God. Remember what the scripture says in uh, uh, 1 Corinthians one twenty seven: God has chosen the foolish things of this world. To confound the wise. He has decided to choose peop- the base things. The things that are weak. The things that doesn't look much. So that the glory will not be in the thing. But it will be in him. Hallelujah. How many understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and especially when we, we, we begin to listen to him. And we begin to prosper. That is when we begin to see that we are better than him. That's where we struggle to hear and obey the instruction he gives. That's when you see people pulling their nose on the pastor. Because after all, what have you got that you can show me that I don't know? Immediately you are losing out on the treasure that has been reserved in that earthen vessel for you. How many understand what I'm saying? like as soon as you start despising your mother a certain blessing is taken away from you how many growing up you saw the the mistakes of your father give me a wave the more the older you got the more you saw the the mistakes and the more you saw his mistakes the, 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 the less of respect and reverence you gave And how many know that as you do that, you contravene a law in the Bible? Obey your parents in the law that your days here on earth will be what? Prolonged. Are you getting it? So as you're growing, 
and getting blessed, you see. What you forget is that the words of the same person is what has brought you the blessings. Because other children were born, the same time you were born, they didn't have the voice of the father or the mother you had. And they are begging on the street or they are in prison or dead. But you listen to the voice growing up. And now that you are up, now that you are promoted, now that you think you are somebody, you can't listen to the voice anymore because you are blessed. But we have treasure in earthen vessels. Hallelujah. How many understand what I'm saying? Never get to the place where the pastor's. I don't care how young the pastor is. That's why the Catholic Church has got it right. When they put a robe on you, they call you father. It doesn't matter how old you are. You can be 17, they'll call you father. An 80-year-old person will see a 17-year-old person in a robe and say, bend and say, Father John. Good morning. It is not the person. It is not the robe. It is the grace that is embodied in that office. Are you getting what I'm saying? A lot of us make this thing about personality. It's not about personality. It's about the 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 he who he that receives the one I have sent. Receives me. And he that receives me receives the one who sent me. And he that receives the one who sent receives God. So if I come and I say that from today, CICC leads, this is your pastor. The one who sent me, Jesus. If you receive me, you receive him. That's what he says. And if you receive him, he receives God, the Father. Are, are you getting it? Now, he has sent me, and I've also sent him. I got a phone call by a week ago, two weeks ago. And the person said, Pastor, give me a long story. Uh, so, uh, I need you to do something, uh, you know, for me. A member of this church, I don't need to do this. I said, oh. Sister, what you are saying is, 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 is good, but you have come to the wrong person. I'm not the person to come to because I'm no longer the pastor of this church. The pastor of CICC leads is Pastor Sam. So you have to go. Say, hey, when did it change? Uh, but pastor, can't you do it? I said, I cannot do it. You have to go to him. Because the thing is set that way. That just as I cannot go and start, you know, giving uh, pastoral counseling to, uh, what do you call it, members in Bradford Church. I'm the pastor of the church. But there's a pastor in Bradford Church. So if they have a problem, who should they go to? Pastor William, not me. I am the bishop of the church. But they have a pastor. If somebody has a problem, as I'm speaking to you after I've I've finished preaching here, I'm going to Manchester to preach in our church in Manchester. But I'm not the pastor of the Manchester church. So the fact that I'm preaching here doesn't make me a pastor of this church. Are are you understanding it? So if the Manchester person says, Reverend, can I talk to you? Go to your pastor. Yeah. So you come to me, I will send you to him. Because I'm not allowed to take her position. <laughs> you to stabilize yourself more. I just more push you all over the place. Are <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? The lady still was adamant that no, this thing I can do it because I've done it for, for them before. So I should do it. I say, I am. Then I was the pastor of this church. Uh, uh, pastor, when did you announce that you are no longer? Okay, I'm announcing it today. <laughs> yeah. I'm no longer the pastor of this church. When I'm here, I will preach. 
But when I don't preach, this is your pastor who you have to go to. And so you have to learn to hear his voice. You may be older than him, but listen to his voice. When he says sit down, sit down. I want Reverend to talk. Don't come to me. You come to me, I'll send you straight back to him. Because I don't have the power. Don't bother coming to me. Some people are struggling with this thing. They always come to me and I'll send them straight back. Right back. But if every church member was coming to me, the church in South Africa, they are coming to me. The church in Australia, they are coming to me. The church in Ghana, they are coming to me. The church in Manchester, they are coming to me. The church in Hall, they are coming to me. The church in Bradford, they are coming to me. And the church in Leeds, they are coming to me. What's going to happen? Uh, so, Pastor, what do you do now? I just sleep. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, if you don't see me, I haven't left the church. I've been transferred. Because that's the job I'm doing now. So clap for your pastor. (laughs) Hallelujah. So learn to receive the pastors that God sends to you. Amen. How do you receive the pastor that God sends to you? Number one. My time is up, isn't it? Okay. Give me five. Can I have five minutes? Is it okay? Number one, receive and allow him to speak authoritatively to you. Receive the authority that he carries. When Jesus was brought into the scene by Mary, Jesus said, take the six water pots and fill it with water. How many know that's authoritative? To the brim. Uh, since when did you become a wine connoisseur? Since when did you know the chemical composition of wine? How do you know that when we put water in these six uh, water pots of stone, it will ferment in time? So that in the next 30 minutes we will get wine. Sometimes your pastor's instruction doesn't make sense. But take it. That's why Mary said, whatever he tells you, do it. Because what he will tell you, when you analyze it, you won't do it. You're yeah, looking for why he said water. And in any case, if you are looking for wine, there's, there are wine skins. There are wine bottles. You are giving us water pot stone. This is for washing hands and feet. How do you put uh, wine in what in barrels when they are they are bottles? Wine comes in what wine bottles. There are six barrels sitting there. You say fill the barrels with water. You can't process it like that. It won't make sense. How many? Of us, when we were young, we were growing up, when mom said go to sleep, you thought that was the most foolish decision, uh, statement to make. Yeah, hey, Sally, your children are lifting up their hands. <laughs> yeah, I think after church, you have to have a meeting with them. <laughs> he lifted his hand and checked him when his mother was watching. <laughs> Listen, it may not have made sense then, but it makes sense because when at that age you need eight hours sleep so that your mind will be alert in the morning to be able to assimilate what you are taught. Are you getting what I'm saying? When you don't sleep very well, your concentration level is very low. But your mother didn't spend time to explain. She probably didn't understand it herself. But she knows that at 7 o'clock you must go to sleep. Just do it. Hallelujah. So number one, what? He speaks to you. 
receive the authority that he brings. Number two, receive his personality. So, uh, as for pastor, he's tall and he's big. So when he speaks, I can listen. But you, <laughs> somebody said that I will not be able to receive from anybody who is younger than me. I remember a, pa- a man came to my church and he looked at me. He said, I, I was fixing the light. On the, I, I climbed up to fix the light during the service. I finished fixing the light. Then I got down. You know me, I don't st- stay still. I'll go, and if something's wrong, I'll go and fix it. So I, I finished fixing I came to stand there. And it. So when they finished all they are doing, I took the microphone to preach. He, he said, are you the pastor? I said, yeah. And you're so young. I said, yeah. He said, oh, then I can't receive from you. I'm going. So I said to him, can you receive from Jesus? And he said, yes, I can receive from Jesus. He's the son of God. I said, Jesus was 33. I'm 36. I'm three years, I'm three years older than Jesus. <laughs> so you should be able to receive from me. <laughs> God looked at me and he sat down. That's uh, Pastor Bruno's father-in-law. Very controversial. <laughs> and he stayed in the church forever. It was that conversation. Because he got up and said, you can't stay because I'm too young. I said, I'm 36. I'm three years older. <laughs> so sit down. And he sat down. Because he, he just, he hadn't thought of it. When I said it, he just, yes, it's true. <laughs> he quickly sat down. So receive his personality as well. See, the people in, uh, the Hebrews could not receive much from Paul. Because Paul was a hunchback. And Paul Personality was not impressive, unlike Apollos. Apollos was tall. Apollos had a very nice, big voice. When he spoke, he spoke with a certain authority. So it's easy to receive because the person has the personality, has the charisma to, 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 you know, he brings a certain confidence that it's easy to receive. But this man who's hunchback and he's feeble looking, and yet he has written a third of the Bible. It was difficult for the people to receive. So he says that the excellency of power is not in the manifestation of the person's stature. I didn't come in the demonstration of power and strength. I came with the word. The power in the word is what I came with. If you can receive it, then you'll be blessed by it. Hallelujah. Number three, receive him comprehensively. Receive everything he says. Don't receive him only when it comes to spiritual things. When it comes to business decision, pastor, you don't know anything about this. Sit down. <laughs> How many understand what I just said? See, I can only receive when you are preaching Bible and religious things. When it comes to marriage, Pastor, how long have you been married? I remember somebody said to, to me, I, I don't want Pastor Sam to cancel me because Pastor Sam hasn't been married for a long time. You have been married for a long time, so Pastor cancel me. I say, no, I'm not a pastor. He's a pastor, so go to him. You don't pick and choose which area you will receive from. Receive him comprehensively. In every area, receive him. Otherwise, you will not see God. You will not see me unless you say, blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. You have a business deal, speak to him. Uh, can I book an appointment to speak to Reverend? I want to speak to him. He is the one who has done business. You, you don't know anything about business. Eh? 
When you come to me, send me right back. Hallelujah. So since then, have you seen that my, my office is now very empty and free? Nobody comes to my office. <laughs> it's very, very powerful. Number, number four. Are you get, getting ready to go home? Number four. Receive him through his word. The words he speaks, receive him. John chapter 6 verse 63 says that the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Hallelujah. It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Hallelujah. So receive the spirit of the word he preaches. Amen. Oh, I said amen. amen. Are we blessed? Are we receiving our pastor? Amen. Yeah. Learn to receive your pastor. It's amazing, but when a pastor is in his own church, there are less miracles. The same person goes to another church, there's so many miracles and so many testimonies. Because the people are so used to the pastor. They cannot receive any miracle. They want a new person. That's why we bring new people. Have you not realized that when they can, they don't see anything, they don't see anything different from what we've been saying? It's only because you cannot receive anymore. Because it's like, eh, Pastor is saying that because you see, yesterday I said this thing to somebody. I'm sure the person has said it to Pastor. That's why me. This time, that's the reason why these days I don't even like coming to church. When I come, I know that he's going to talk about these things. But when he looks at my direction, the message will change right now. I feel like, look. When he's talking about fornication, then his face is, he will move towards my direction. Hallelujah. You will not receive me unless you come to the place where you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Stand to your feet.